if we don't believe that God is good, then you look at pastors really and you say, really God is good, man. Amen. So you don't sit here and be skeptical. Is God really good? Why am I going through what I'm going through? No, no, no. God is good. So would you do me a favor, ladies and gentlemen, stand on your feet. Let's welcome Pastor Zweli Mazabani. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we give you glory to bow our heads before this tabernacle, O God of glory. We come into your house with thanksgiving in our hearts because there is no God like you, Father. Who is like your great Jehovah? Who is like your God of glory? Like the mountains surround Jerusalem, Father, you always surround us. Your grace and your mercy and your power always around us. Your spirit, Father, always speaking to us. Your power and your honor, my Father, always work on our behalf. And they say, Father, if you're for us, what can be against us? Because your God right now is to stand here, my Father. And I declare today, my Father, your power shall rise above all powers. And every town confess that you're God indeed. And we give you alone the glory, my Father, that as I share my testimony, O oh Lord, let your glory be raised in this place. Oh, Shakaba son, we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You may take your seat. Well, um, I'd like to greet all of you in the mighty living name of Jesus. Um, Dr. David, I've never stepped here, so I'm shaking. <sighs> it's, 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 it's humbling to be here. And I really want to thank you and, um, and your wonderful wife for the hearts that you have, the humbleness that you have, that was you've gone so many strides to achieve so many things. It has never changed you, Dr. You've always remained the same. Half the pastors I know when they've done what you've done, their heads grow. <laughs> but you and your wife have been such great examples to many of us who are following behind. And we just to say we appreciate you and thank you for being the leader you are. Pastor Patrick and Pastor Shelley always speaking in our ears too. So, you know, it, it is a, it's an amazing what Pastor Stennis was saying. That if you have leaders that you can follow and you're in one tune, things happen. And we really believe great things are going to happen because God has blessed us with people like you. And, and, and Dr. Moto, I can't mention you all. Um, my pastor. Uh, all, all these people I found here and I followed. And following your steps made me become the person I am today. So I'm grateful grateful. Uh, Pastor Stennis, I'm still shaking. Because I said to you that what you were saying, if we're in the corporate world, we'll be paying so much money to go in just to listen to those nuggets you gave us. And it was just nuggets. And it's awesome. 
we give God the glory for people like you that are going to make things turn around. Amen. Ah, excuse me if I'm emotional. But it's always a joy when God gives you a second life. Wow. Excuse me. So during the COVID epidemic, you know, at church, I know most of you might have tested positive. And, and, and people were testing positive. And me being senior pastor, I was always there saying, it's going to be okay. Uh, God is with you. And everybody was, was going out for that 14-day thing. Um, um, what do you call it? Yes, and then they come back, and they're okay. And I say, praise God, you're healed. And then it caught me. So I told myself, okay, me too, 14 days, and I'll come back. But it wasn't that way. There's one particular day that I was sleeping on my bed, and, and I felt I knew I was going. I knew I was dying. I felt my breath was going away. And I couldn't wake up to call my wife or anybody, but my brother and my wife were there. And I don't know what happened after that. All I remember is waking up in hospital. But they told me I was resuscitated on the bed twice to get to hospital. And I spent four months in ICU. And, and, and I was, every day I was looking at people dying. Every day I was looking at people going. And in my heart of heart, I've seen God who bought us land, God the provider. Two, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, was it four weeks ago, we were robbed. Robbers came into the church with guns. And they took everybody's cell phone and everybody's whatever they could take. But we rose up as a church and, and we started praying with the robbers in church. And, and they locked us in church after taking everything. But they were caught that same day. They brought out everything they had taken. And it went back to the leaders. So I've seen that God also fights beggars for us. And I've seen him so many times. But I've never, ever seen God the healer. Until this COVID thing hit me. And, and, and doctors were, were, not, were optimistic. They, they thought I wasn't going to make it. But having honor with the father like Pastor Theo, when he called me and, and he spoke to me, and he said to me, remember, you have the spirit of Christ in you. The spirit of resurrection. That word hit me in my heart when I was there and I said, God, I'm going to resurrect from this bed. And as I was still meditating on that, my pastor Patrick sent me a whole 
message it was a sermon on tape on a video and I listened to it then Pastor George and I used to listen to those messages every day there was no phone remember now you like somebody who's going to be thrown away everybody comes to you with covers you, you, are, you are something that people don't want to touch you, you feel so small and belittled in every way you eat in plastic cups everything you use is thrown away you don't even see people's faces because they're covered. You don't know who's treating you. When they touch you, taking out blood every day, it's like you're just some specimen and you feel so belittled. Um, never was I ever been bathed past by another woman. <laughs> so humbling for them to just strip you and, and just clean you the way they want, whether it's halfway or whatever. It's so humbling to ask for a bad pen. And I said, God, why am I here? And God said, I'm rebuilding you. The foundation. I'm rebuilding you. Because you're going to go and tell my people to rebuild themselves. Because this is a time for rebuilding. This is a time for change. This is a time to look ourselves in the mirror and really understand who we are. So I'm going to take your two points. Uh, I left my notebook somewhere. But the one was, was knowing yourself. Changing yourself first. And if we're going to build a church that is strong, if we're going to build I don't know, a network that is powerful, then we really need to look into ourselves. Sincerely so. Sincerely so. And God said, He will do it for you. Whatever it is that you want God to do it for you, He will do it for you. God will not fail you. There's somebody here who's going through situations that you feel will never change. But I've come to tell you that God is going to change it for you. There's somebody here who's sitting with a marriage that is so complicated. But I want to tell you that God is going to change it for you. There's somebody who's sitting here with a business that's not going right. But I want to tell you that God is going to change it for you. There's somebody here that is looking at something that is impossible. But I'm telling you that God is going to change it for you. Nothing is impossible for God. Today, God is going to do it for you. But it depends whether you trust him or not. But it's going to change. Now I want us to look at a book that when I was in, in, in hospital I started looking at because God was telling me that this is a message that I'm giving to you. And we're going to look at the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 37. I'll start from verse 1. Now Ezekiel is assigned by God to, to bring back the, the ruined Israel. And was going to put them back together again. And God was giving him a prophecy that he was going to share. And giving him a vision about how he was going to change the, 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 the Israel that was broken and scattered. Israel that had no power anymore. Israel that has missed the principles of who their God was. People had been now confused 
and following things they did not understand. Following gods they never saw being worshipped by their forefathers. Lost and doing things that, that they were never taught. But, but Ezekiel was going to put them back together again. And, and God was speaking to him and, and showing him a vision, a prophetic vision. And, and this is a prophetic vision for you today. It's, it's a this is a prophetic, I'm sorry, there's a lot of emotion. God is about to do something awesome for somebody here. God is about to do something awesome for somebody here. God is about to change your life. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Bones that were very dry. And God asked him, and he said, Son of man, do you think these bones can live? Do you think your situation can change? Do you think God can do what he has to do for you now? Do you think that when you come out of this tabernacle today, that thing is going to change? Do you have that much faith to know that it's going to change? Is your mind full of doubt that you know if God says I will heal you, he will heal you? Do you know God is going to change it today? Can you look at yourself now and know that God is going to change your situation right now? Do you know that God is going to change your situation right now? I'm going to ask it again because it's going to sink. Because we hear it but we don't hear it. But God is asking you, with your problem, with your situation, it's going to change now. And, 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 and Ezekiel says, only you know, Father. Only you know. But, but so Ezekiel, Ezekiel saw the Lord sit him down in the middle of this valley of dry bones. This God was representing something to him. God is going to resurrect the souls of the dead of sin, those that, who died in sin, to the life of righteousness. God is going to resurrect, there was a resurrection of the church from, from the affliction state it was in to its peaceful state, the peace. God is going to resurrect the body at a great, at a great day, the body of Christ. Resurrected at the day when the Christ comes. He, he, was, he was saying prophesied to my, to my children that, that they, they can look at dry bones. They can look at dry bones. Do you, have you ever seen a dry bone? 
that one that the dog has chewed and chewed and chewed and chewed is lying on your lawn and one piece is over there and God is asking you, do you think it's possible that this bone can have a life on it? Do you think it's possible that your dead situation can come alive? Do you think it's possible today our faith is so far and yet God wants our faith to be so near to him the bones on the floor are bleached. They've been, they've been exposed to certain atmospheres for a long time. Different kind of weathers. Your situation has been exposed to so many, so many different things. So many people talking about your situation. How it should be done or how, how this one failed to do it this way and stuff. And God is saying, I don't want you to look at the situation. I want you to look at your faith. Do you think I can change your situation? Don't tell me about who said what. Do you think I can change your situation? Don't, don't follow what Pastor David and Pastor Louise did. I'm not going to do it the same way for you like I did it for them. I want you and me to have a personal understanding so that you know me for who I am in your life. If you know God the healer, you must know him your own way. If you know God the provider, you must know him in your own way. He's not going to provide for you the way he provided for me. He's going to have a personal way with you. Why? Because he's looking at the foundation. What's your foundation? How am I going to work with your foundation? The foundation is not the same. It's not the same. The building I'm building, the foundation is not the same with this one. Because it's going to find your... I was jumping, Pastor, when, when you're talking. to Okay, that's when I'm putting it in. Because it's going to find your foundation. He knows you. And you know what? He loves you so much. I always tell my family, the mistake of saying yes to God is a big one. It's not a big even a mistake. Saying yes to God, he will never let you go. When you say yes, that's the end of you. He will hold your hand. You can go west. You can go south. You can jump. You can. He will hold your hand. And he will tell you nothing will separate you from my love. I'm holding you. I'm shaping you. Can these bones live? Humanly speaking, they could not. But faith leaves a question of possibility of it remaining in God's hand. Faith leaves the possibility of God making it happen. Faith leaves it with God to make it happen. Said only you, God, know. I'm leaving it to you because you can do anything. And I know you're going to do something. Now, if we look at John 5, verse 21. Jesus said, Just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so, the Son gives life to, to whom he pleases to give it to. When, 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 when Pastor said that, you know... Um, Death is a choice. 
There was a time when, when Pastor Theo said, I want you to ask me questions about my, my, my heart attack. And, and we're writing down questions to ask him. And I wrote a question to say, say how did you feel when you had the heart attack? What was going on in your, in your mind? What were you saying? And, and they took that question and, and they, they shelved it aside. When I asked, they said it, 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 it could have been too personal at the time. But I wanted an answer, and that was before the COVID thing attacked me. I was just curious of the faith. Pastor Theo once said he had a pastor friend, I don't know how many of you remember the testimony, who died. And he, and he, he, was, he, was, not, he was not sure why that person died if they were a pastor. It, it was a big question for me to say, so say, are you saying that pastors are not supposed to die? And yet you were saying, if faith is with you, if, if the life of God is with you, you choose between life and death. Choosing between life and death is a life process. You, you choose between life and death Every day. You, you choose it every day because the better choices you make, the better life you have. The wrong choices you make, the closer you go to the grave. Choose life. Choose the right spirit. And, and Jesus is saying, even, even the son gives life to whom he, he, he pleases to give. So when, he, when he's pleased, he gives. When, he, when he's pleased about you, he will give you the desires of your heart. When he's pleased about you, he will do what he hears you say. When he's pleased with your spirit, and, 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 the, and the fear is us putting our spirits in the right place. Because there's so many things that come into our lives that distract us. I was sharing with one pastor now, and he was telling me, Pastor, I'm not going back to the pulpit. I'm so angry. They robbed, they, they stole in our church, and, and I'm so angry. And, and, and I don't think God will allow me to preach it. And then they say, I said, Pastor, stop being angry. It's not the Spirit of God. Stop being angry. Don't be angry at, at things you can't change. Don't carry things and stretch yourself like, like you said um, stroke is because of thinking too much. Don't stretch yourself with things that will hurt you when you're trying to choose life. He says, I'll give. So when I was in that bed, I started thinking straight. <laughs> I don't know the promises I was giving God. Hey. <laughs> If I, if I wake up from here, I'm not going to do this. 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 I'm not. I was writing them down. And, and once in my wife, my wife picks up the list says, are you still following this list? Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're in trouble, hey, you make promises. Right? And God says, people were, were, were we're dying and God says, I'll, I'll put you here and I'm going to make you watch. But you're not going anywhere and you see a cops going out. 
Somebody coming in, somebody going out. Somebody coming in, somebody going out. Every day. And you think, God, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? What's the difference between me and everybody else? And God said, you're no different. The only difference is my word. The only difference is my word. If you're going to come out of here, it's going to be my word working in you. My word. That's the only key. My word. Every nurse is doing the same thing to everybody. Everyone is getting the same oxygen. Everybody is getting the same injection. But the difference is going to be my word. It's going to be my word. If you hear my word, there will be change. See, do you believe I can put life into these dry bones? So I say, yeah, God, I, I know you can do all things. All things are possible through you. And this is what Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians 1.8. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about the hardships we suffer in the, promise, in the province of Asia. We are under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure. So that we despaired even of our life. He, they went into so much pressure, so much, so much suffering that they despaired to, to space to give up. They the spirit of giving up because Paul was saying this. Then he says, indeed, in our hearts we felt the sentence of death. But this happened that we may not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. This happens that we, we, we may not depend on ourselves. So the situation you are in, God is trying to teach you not depend on yourself. You can try you. For as long as you want, you remain in the same place. But when you turn around and discover it's God's place, you will find change beginning to come and things beginning to happen. So the nurses were surprised. They were saying, how come you're picking up? And, and they'll come because they change shifts. So those, those who pray will come and say, Baba Zaban, it's so Do you know God? And I say, yeah, it says, no. Uh, say this after I say, I give my life. I say, I give my life to Jesus, to Jesus. <laughs> I accept him today. I accept him today. As your Lord and Savior, as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. So And I say, Amen. And, and they'll pray. And then the next Lord will come and do the same. I kept on praying. I kept on praying. God said, shut up. You are not a pastor here. You are a patient. 
You're a patient. So I'm going to train you to behave like a patient. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> Then in Ezekiel chapter 4, then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word. Dry bones, hear. Then he said to me, I must speak to the dry bones and tell them to hear the word. Speak to your problem, tell it to hear the word. Speak to your marriage and tell it to hear the word. Speak to your business and tell it to hear the word. Speak to your church and tell it to hear the word. Tell you, pray that the word may be heard because the power of change is in the word. Pastor Thea did not send me money. He sent me word. Pastor Patty did not send me money. He sent me word. Pastor George did not send me money. He sent me word. And all I was listening to was word and word and word and word and word. And word gave me so much power to a point where I could feel word. I don't know how I can explain it. I could feel word being a person in me. I don't know how I can explain it. When word becomes power, when word becomes life, when word makes you know and know and know and begin to sing, when you're still sick and tell Satan, I'm coming out of here, the, the, the power of life is in the top. I was putting them down, Pastor. I'm, I'm coming out of here. When, when, when somebody passes, I say, God, may they so rest in peace. But I'm not going that way. I'm going out through the door, there, that side. That's, that's where I'm going. And the more I say that, that's the day and the time that they'll say, you got a heart attack now, sir. We're going to rush you to some emergency, what, what, and, and stuff and things. And, and they rush me. And in my heart, I'm, I got my headphones. I'm singing. I like you. You do your work. Jump around. That's your work. That's what you paid for. But the, but there's somebody who's working on my behalf. That doesn't need any pay. That's just way around me, and and it's going to make me come out of this. So Sunday morning you wake up because no one is supposed to see you. Your family can't see you for 40 days. No one. And when people die, their relatives come to pick them up. Then you hear them crying in the morning. And they're crying in the morning. The wives are crying. And Stephen is saying, my wife is not coming to cry like that here, Father. My wife is coming to celebrate because the dry bones are going to hear the word. Your situation is going to hear the word. Your life is going to change because you're going to hear the word. I'm telling you the word is going to change your life. 
The word is going to change your life. The word is going to change your life. The word is going to change your life. The word is going to change your life. The word is going to change your life. The word is going to change your life. The word is going to change your life. You will see change, not because of money, but because of the word. Because of the word. Because of the word. He says, speak to the dry bones. Let them hear my word. And then he says, then you shall know me. When, I, when I've done it. <laughs> see, when he's done it. See, now, now, now when this was built. When it was just a dream and a vision in doctor's heart and his wife. When it was just in their heads. And God has spoken a word to them. And they put the word into action with the faith. And now we can come here and sit. That's when we say, God says, and then you will know me. So they know him. They're not speaking about a God that they heard about. They know him. They know what he can do. Do you know what God can do in your life? Are you still searching to know? How many things has he done and you still don't know? See, when David went for Goliath, he knew the God he was serving. He could name the things he had done that made him know him. How many things has God done for you, but you're still a baby? How many things has done God done for you, but you're still mediocre? How many things has God done for you to show you who he is, but you still take him for granted? When they call you for prayer, you drag your legs. But when you don't have, you're the first one in line at church for prayer. When the thing has been done for you, 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 you go back and backslide. And you go and do your thing again. You're the one who, who, who prays and cries until pastor and his wife even take money from their own pockets to help you, sustain you, go through what you're going through. But when you're well again, when you get a job and you're working again, you're the one who's campaigning against them. When they're meetings, you're the ones now raising their hands. Because they helped you, you speak through other people so that you're camouflaged. Because you you, you <laughs> you are a prodigal son. You are a prodigal daughter. And God needs to speak to those bones because something dry in you must shift. Something dry around your life, every dead thing in you. Pastor said, if we're going to be a, be a powerful network, each individual must come cleansed and whole. So we have a power. So I don't want to be weak. I, I hate it when I come to networks and I find pastors, especially pastors with attitude. Why, why do you want to have attitude at a prayer place? I didn't come here for you. 
I didn't come here for you to give me attitude. It's your attitude. Keep it to yourself. I came here to praise God. And if one spirit of praising God will do so many things. And I say to my church, every time we're doing a project, there's going to be somebody who limps. There's going to be somebody with short hands. There's going to be somebody who's tall. But if we're going to carry a can from there to there, if we carry it together, it will move. Whether one has got short legs, whether it's the key is to be in one unit, to do what you're assigned to do, not to look at either, each other, whether you've got a long hand or a short head, whether you're driving a BMW or you're driving this, so you must be treated this way because that is this. We're all just God's vessel. Blessed are you that you're driving the Benz because for me, when I see your Benz, it means God loves you. It means God is blessing you. So I need you to teach me how to be blessed like you than to give me attitude. They, they come walking a church and you pray. They get blessed. They come with a Range Rover. Then they speak in. Ah, Pastor. Yeah. Ah, I'm trying to know why. So I said, peace, man. Ask this. Ah, I'm going to call them from this. I'm going No, we're just asking for a donation. Ah, no, you see, I. So I'm begging for Hi, hi, Manji. Yeah. Six months down the road, possessed house. Hey, pastor. Hey, pon this one. I foot to a Where we to? Where we to? Fun this one. I get come your phone now. So the from tenders of a boy. Unzim, unzim. How? Everything shall perish, but my word. My word. Your children will hear my word. Your great children will hear my word. The same word. So, in Ezekiel 37.5, just before I go, let's, let's look at Jeremiah 1.10. And God was speaking to Jeremiah. He said, I'm going to give you power. And Jeremiah was saying, how are you going to give me power? I'm not worthy to do the assignment you're giving me. Then he said, there's a key I'm going to give you, Jeremiah. He said, see today, I appoint you over nations and kingdoms. I appoint you not to be in them. I appoint you over them. They are under your feet. Why? I want you to uproot. I want you to tear down. I want you to destroy. I want you to overthrow, to build, and to plant See, today, I have put my word in your mouth. How are you going to do it? I'm putting my word in your mouth. You don't need a weapon. 
but you got power over nations because of my word. You got power over witchcraft because of my word. You got power over sickness because of my word. You got power over all the things you want to overcome because of I put my word in your mouth. Do you have the word in your mouth right now? Because if you have it, there's the deal. Whatever is worrying you, it's gone. Whatever is worrying you, it's gone. Because you've got the weapon. You've got the word in your mouth. So, so we, 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 we saw land. And, and we went and, 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 um, to the landlord and said, we want to buy your land. <laughs> uh, and, and he said, okay, uh, I want 2.5 million for this land. And, and we looked into our account. My pastor is there. And, and we had 50,000 rands in the account. And, and he said, okay, sir, we're going to save for two years. Then we'll give you the money. He said, are you sure? And this person is, a, is an advocate, is a judge. Advocate Semenya, if some of you know him. He said, come and sign. And we went to sign. <laughs> he said, you're going to give me two million after two years? Yes, sir. Yeah. Then I called my, my brother, Pat, Pastor Patrick, Dr. Patrick. I, I say everything to him. I said, Pastor, come and bless the land for us. And he asked me, have you paid for it? <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't worry about that. Just, just come and bless the land for us. We're going to put a ribbon. And he gave me a ribbon to cut. And there were people in the cut. I don't know whether I knew whether I was cutting something that's not bought or not. It was just following instruction and they cut. And people were How's about this? Two years. Zoo. Last day and he came and, and, and because of the thefts that were happening, pitching a tent was becoming an issue. People were running away from church because tent in on Sunday, trip down, carry chairs to there, bring them Sunday again. I saw people disappearing. Then we thought, no, let's do a kokunyana thing. Like build a, a brick thing, just, just a square thing for the time being so we can lock our things in and stuff. And the landlord came and says, husband, I'm from this. You're building a building on my property. You haven't bought it. What disrespect is this? And we built it. And, and 20 past o'clock, nothing. So he, 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 he had come and he said to me, because of wasting my time, I, I'm going to attach your house. I'm going to attach this. And he was like, you, you could do it. You knew the law how. And, and my pastor's wife, I came one Sunday morning. I'm glad I never got a stroke, sir many things in my head and I'm coming to preach like normal and his wife just said we're not moving anywhere past we're not moving anywhere God gave us this place we've been praying for it and I just said amen <laughs> but but I didn't hear so when I was alone it clicked 
And I said, why does she say that? I said, we're not moving anywhere. It's the word. We're not moving anywhere, Father. It's the word. We're not moving anywhere in the name of Jesus. We're not moving anywhere in the name of Jesus. Then I called Pastor George. And Pastor George said, you're not there, Pastor David. He said, the same God of Pastor David. You're not there. <laughs> the, the same God of Pastor David and Pastor Louise. The same God of Pastor Patrick and Pastor Shelley. The same God who gave them property is the same God that's going to give you this property. That, that was his prayer. And guess what? I was sleeping. And there's, there's someone I know that I used to pray with as a poor person. And they traveled to America to start their business with their family. And before me, her pastor, do you remember me? I said, yeah, I said, yeah I'm in America now. <laughs> so uh, I thought about you. So just wanted to send you some money. Just something, you know. And remember, this is yours, not, not for the church. I said, okay. I send it, man. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for, for 3,000. So the phone goes, Kling. then I open. We're, we're sleeping at night with my wife. And then, Kling. then I rub my eyes. Like, And I looked again. Hey, this phone. <laughs> hey, I'm a halazam. I'm born gashaman. I'm a nabuzira. Ninga kulanga. Hmm. In a mistake, la. I tell him. Hey, Pastor Susan, I'm going to go. Okay. I'm born in some kind. Born a gashaman in your poop. And then God said, the word is not yours. He said it's yours, but it's not yours. The, it's easy to lose the foundation. It's not yours. You know. And I called them, my leader, and I said, okay, I'm a damn little afraid. <laughs> but <laughs> God has said, August, you have never seen me walk into that man's office. Mr. Mazaban is here to see. Tell, tell, I don't want to see that man. Tell him I don't want to Talk to him. Papers are on his way already. Then I said, no, tell him to come and see me. Then he came to the door and I said, I've come to pay you your money. He said, what do you mean? I said, I have come to pay you your money. He said, how much? I said, how much do I owe you? 
He said, two and a half million. He said, yeah, I've come to give you your money. From where? I said, I, I've come to give you your money. And we gave him. And I, and I walked like, yeah. My God. The provider. I've seen you. I've seen you. I know you now. Who can tell me you can't provide? Who? No one. No one. So we paid. We paid. Cash. When I had paid cash, he came back to me. The provider. The vessel used to provide. He said, Pastor, I know your heart. I knew you were going to do that exactly. You know? But I said, got something for you. Just, just go to um, what's that place? Hunt, Chevrolet Hunt, and you find there's a car waiting for you there. <laughs> then, then I called my pastor. Said, "Come and see." Ah, I knew you're driving a Range Rover, but come and see what the Lord has done for me. And I said, me. See, when I'm driving out of my yard, the second thing he said, how much do you owe on your house? Then he paid it off. So when I drive out of my yard and people are rushing to work, in a hurry, and I'm easy, Put on my word. Because my provision comes from my word. Not from running. I said to cry. And I say, God, you say to Ezekiel, you will know me. You will know me. You will know me. And I'm telling this to you today because... The common thing we have is the word. That word worked here. That word worked over there. That word worked over there. That word is going to work for you. It's the word. Right now my pastor was sharing with me what the word is doing in his life. It's the word. The same thing that you were taught by spiritual father running through down to us the things that God has done for him he's going to do it for us because it's the same word the same faith baptizing that faith that's what links us together as a network the word that we're taught we see it happening over there. So when Pastor David is blessed, I shouldn't be jealous. When he's blessed, I must celebrate. Because I can stand here too. 
Ah, you don't understand. <laughs> Pastor, he said, even us small ones, we stand with the big ones. And also begin to look here big. So if somebody's passing and sees me standing with pastor, pastors like this, those are pastors really. Next time they recognize me, I say, what is pastors will we know you? How? I say, oh, no, could my love, Pastor David. Do you know Pastor David? Yes. And then Pastor Louis, yes. How you can call them? They know me. <laughs> they know me with nothing, but they know me. But because they know me, you will know me. And I'll become something because I know them. So every dry bone, to cut a long story short because of time, began to come together. It says, they rose to be a great army. Every bone knew where to go. Every bone knew where to attach itself. And they rose and, and he said, you think they can be flesh and skin on these bones? And the word was spoken and they all became life. When the spirit came inside of them. When the spirit came inside of them, they became alive. When the spirit came inside of them, they became alive. When, 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 when Pastor Scully is praying deliverance prayers, the demons, they shake because they hear the word. He doesn't have power. It's the word. It's the Spirit of God that makes them shake. It's the Word. So, so when you go to these churches where, where they will say, prophesy, prophesy. Yeah, prophesy that your wife is a woman. Isn't your wife a woman? Amen, amen. Say hallelujah. Your wife is a woman and your husband is a man. And, and people shift because they're looking at the outside. And the bones are always dead. They never join together. But today I'm telling you that we're going to pray. And every bone is going to come together. Every dead thing in your life is going to come together. Because of the word that is in your mouth. The word that you know. Prophesy and speak to your life today. And I'm telling you, there'll be testimonies in this church. God is going to change things. God is about to do a greater thing for Pastor David and Pastor Louise. They think they're finished. <laughs> they're only starting. Because it's not a nation. It's nations and kingdoms. 
That's where God is taking you, say. Nations and kingdoms traveling, like Pastor is saying, it's going to be your life. Apostolic anointing for sure, traveling. The pastors are being raised. God made it on purpose that the Bible school is big. There's a plan. It's not about numbers. It's about God's plan. You will see things you've never seen before. You will see greatness you've never seen before because of the word. You keep on speaking it, but you have no idea what it is doing for you. My word shall go forth and accomplish stuff you've never seen before. You see, no ear has heard what the Lord is doing now for those who love him. It's happening now. And you don't know it. But you will see it. You will see it. Because of the word that is inside of you. God is changing your life. If you believe that, shout a big hallelujah. I said if you believe, shout a big hallelujah. I said shout a big hallelujah. Verse 9. Then he said to me, prophesy to this, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say it, that this is what the sovereign Lord says, come from your, say, come from the four wings of breath and breathe into these slain that they may live again. Come, come from the, so your blessing is going to come from every direction. The north, the south, the east, and the west. You don't know where it's coming from, but it's coming. You might be looking at the north and it comes behind you. Because God is going to do it his way. And he says, I'm going to raise you up from your grave. Every dead thing in your life coming to life. Dead finances coming alive. Dead relationships coming alive. Everything dead coming to life. The bones are coming together in this season. Everything dead is coming to life. Everything dead in your life is coming to life. Today as you hear the word, everything dead in your life is coming to life. Everything dead in your life is coming to life. Everything dead in your life is coming to life. Everything dead in your life is coming right now. Every somebody's getting delivered right now. Everything dead is coming to life. God is shifting somebody right now. Everything dead is coming to life. Everything dead in your life is coming to life in the name of Jesus. God is healing you right now. God is healing you right now. So, 40, 44 months later, four months later, I, I'm, I'm now talking. And the doctor says, we're going to do another COVID test and see if you're okay now. 
and the results come back and they say negative. And I smiled. And they said, okay, they say it's a green zone. We're taking you to the green zone. By the way, the hospital, a private hospital near Tembisa, Christian Family Church, and, and, and the guard will come and tell you and tell me and say, members from Christian Family Church are praying outside for you. I, I don't know how many times they would come, but they would come and pray outside because no one was allowed inside. So, so the, now when, when they say stand up, I thought I was going to just shift my legs and stand up. But when I tried to stand, I feel... And, and, and said, what's happening? They said, we're going to teach you how to walk. I said, God said, God said yeah, foundation, my boy. You are starting all over again like a baby. Baby steps again. Two, two meters high. Three meters high. And, and oxygen every day has to be on your side. And I said, God, this is not my life. And God said, yeah, I've given you a new life. The word, don't tell me the word. What is the word saying? I said, the word says, they went, came back and prayed and thanked you for the healing. We're completely healed. So I declare I'm completely healed. I'm going into my car. I'm going to the mall now. No, no gas tank. No oxygen tank. And my kids were saying, Whoa. I said, hey, I have a word. You won't understand. And I walk in the mall and come back. Look, I can spend days now I'm still recovering, but I'm doing better and greater because the word has been continuing to do what it said it will do. So when I walked out of the hospital, hey, yo, yeah, hmm, yeah, I. I looked back and I said, how many people died? But I'm coming out. God, I'm coming out. You really cared about me with all my mistakes? With all, he said, I don't care about you. I care about the word. Anyone who hears the word, even like a thief on the cross, will be saved. So, so don't walk holy land. Others, when there's no word inside of you, because the person in you is the word. The person in you is the spirit of God. That's what we want to see. Love me with the Spirit of God. Let me love you with the Spirit of God. Don't love me because of artificial things. 
The spirit touches the spirit. Then we combine. This network is going far. There be times I believe when I see a vision where we're even feeling a stadium. And people are praying the whole day and change is coming for sure. Because you and I have every dry bone fixed. Fixed. You healed. Everything is fine. Finances are going to come your way. Because God is about to build his church. He's going to trust you with finances to make it happen. So if the foundation is wrong, you remain where you are. Your tithe is 210 rands, but you're tithing 110. You remain there. You stay on a tithe and God will be saying, shut up. Your, your tithe is 210. Where is the 100 rand? And you want change. You have no faith to make dry bones move. Sit down, shut up. I'm, look, I'm looking for faith that makes things change. Faith that moves mountains. Faith that heals you. Faith that is going to open doors for you and change your life. Let us stand up. Pastor, is it okay if I ask the worship team to come? You, you're going to worship God. You, you're going to worship Him sincerely so now. Because something is about to happen in your life. Something that you desire is about to come your way. It's about to happen. And we're going to sing an old tune that I know you know. Just my voice. I don't know which key I used to sing in. Otherwise, I'll discord here, my daughter. Oh, Bimba. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You all together, all together, all together, just wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Say here I am to worship. Here I am to bow. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together, love. All together, wonderful. All together, all together. 
from God ask for message from God because he's about to love you the way he's never loved you before take away everything that blocks the power of the spirit working around your life so every dry bone can be healed take away everything you you need to let go stuff that is holding you back tell it to leave you in the name of Jesus everything you you need to let go tell it to leave you right now in the name of Jesus Every satanic power working against your life to break in the name of Jesus. Every witchcraft power working against your life to break in the name of Jesus. Break by the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of the Lord is here. 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 Forgive us, Father. Forgive us, O Lord. Forgive us, Father, for the pride of life. Forgive us, Father, for the lust of the flesh. Forgive us, Father, for the lust of the eye. Have mercy upon us, Son of David. Have mercy, Son of David. Have mercy, Father. Have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. 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 
Thank you for your sweet spirit in the place. Thank you for your presence, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 